Good morning, afternoon, and night. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of COW. Today we will be covering the AFC East. I am also here with my two co-hosts, Audie, the human tequila can in Cyprus, and Riley Reese's Pieces column. <laughs> Riley, we'll start with you. Who do you think is going to take the AFC East? Uh, I, I think it's Buffalo's year. Uh, Buffalo almost had it last year. Uh, obviously, Patriots don't have Tom Brady anymore. Uh, Buffalo has the best team by far. Um, I love that they picked up Stephon Diggs, and I like that Dawson Knox is starting to rise as well for Josh Allen. I'm still not too sold on Josh Allen, but I think they can still go 10-6, and six, win the division. I love their defense. Um, Sean McDermott's done an amazing job. Uh, really uh, getting that defense ready to play. Uh, I love Micah Hyde and Tredavious White. Obviously just got paid as well. Really good. Dude, he got paid. He got paid. And I think it's deserving. He's the only corner last year that didn't allow a touchdown. And yeah, well deserved. Uh, but I got Buffalo going ten and six. They might struggle a little bit. I got the Patriots going eight and eight at second. I love Cam Newton's story. I like his comeback player of the year chances. I still, obviously, I picked um, Ben Roethlisberger to win comeback player of the year. But I love Cam's chances as well. The only thing I have questions about the Patriots is their weapons. Uh, Edelman's banged up and older. James White's a good receiving running back but they don't have a really good tight end that they can throw to. I don't like um, Nikhil Harry. I don't think he's going to be anything great. And they just let go of Mohamed Sanu. They don't really have a lot of weapons outside of James White and Julian Edelman. And Cam Newton's a guy that needs a lot of weapons to be successful. And he doesn't have those weapons, but the defense will save them and help them win probably six or seven of the games. Um, They also don't have a good offensive line, which doesn't bode well for Cam. But Bill Belichick will find a way to get him eight wins. And, yeah. And then I got the Dolphins going six and ten. I actually was going to pick the Dolphins to go, like, eight and eight or something. But then they're not going to start Tua in week one. They're going to start Fitzpatrick, which I can't say I don't blame him just based off of you don't want to get Tua hurt or rush him in too quickly. Do you think Tua's going to start at all this year? Or do you I, think... I definitely believe he'll start this year. I think he'll start like, week, do you think week, week five or six, somewhere around there. Somewhere after a bye week, probably. Would yeah, you I think they'll get him ready. Get Fitzpatrick and start him just because you know he's like has a lot of good statistics. He could throw for like 400 yards in one game. Yeah, he's he's really good when you don't have a lot of expectations for him. Like he'll just go That's in there true. and throw for 400 and like you'll be shocked. Like they beat, he beat my Saints last year in week 1 by just torching <laughs> us. I I didn't see I feel it like the Saints week 1 are just not good. They're really not. They never start out good. And yeah, they never Patrick, start out good. I remember, I think it was 2016, the Raiders toasted the Saints at the very end with a Michael Crabtree catch at the very end that solidified the win. Yeah, yeah, was, they they, they always have bad week ones. That was, yeah, that was a long time ago, but they never have good week ones. Yeah. But the Dolphins don't have any pass rushers. They have a pretty bad offensive line. And I thought Tua could kind of bring these guys together and win a lot of games, but him not starting, I don't think the Dolphins will do too well with Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick might win him a game, maybe two, but I think you can win a lot more with Tua. So I don't like their decision, but I, I respect what they're doing. And then if you guys are ready for this one, I have the Jets going 0-16. Worst what? team by far. I think Sam Darnold's just a discount Jameis Winston. Like, I think he's worse. Discount Jameis Winston. Um, they have a horrible defense. Obviously, they trade away Jamal Adams, which I get. 
CJ Mosley is missing the season for uh, COVID-19 related reasons, which again, well, we don't, we don't put that against players or anything like that, but um, they don't really have anybody else. Their offensive line is slightly better than last year with picking up Mackay Becton and Connor McGovern from the Broncos. But I mean, Le'Veon Bell is pretty much on his own there. I think Adam Gase is the worst uh, head coach in the league by far as well. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I think he's a terrible head coach. Um, yeah. So I had the Jets going 0-16. And then, yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'll just start mine off by saying I have the Jets going 0-16 as well, too. I <laughs> I think that they're – I think – I hate. first of all, I hate USC quarterbacks. They trade away every single talented player in their wide receiver core. And um, I think I, – I don't know if Chris Herndon's still there tied in, but – Maybe that's their only weapon on offense. And He's that there, defense, but, man, he got suspended last year and didn't even play. Yeah, so. yeah, that defense is horrible. They have a good defensive line, but they're horrible. I think pound for pound in the NFL, they're the worst football team. But um, so, yeah, but I have the Bills uh, winning the division as well. I have them going nine and seven. Um, it was tough, though, with this division. Every schedule was so tough um, from top to bottom. And I really nine and seven is give or take where I see the bills. I don't think that they're going to finish under that. Um, and I, I like Josh Allen. I think every year he's grown and gotten better and better and better and quarterbacks that you don't see that in. Those are the ones that, you know, have bad seasons. So I think he has a high ceiling. He could do something crazy this year, having good wide receivers, John Brown and, uh, Cole Beasley, Diggs, yeah. yeah, and Cole Beasley, and then they have Zach Moss added to Devin Singletary. Yeah. Zach Moss is a fantasy guy I'm going to target um, for this coming fantasy draft for sure. Uh, I think he's worth it. I'll, I think he'll be a starter. He's he's huge, but yeah. And then I have the Patriots going eight and eight. I'm not going to ever count out uh, Belichick. Um, and then with Cam, I just think that the doors are going to be opened. Edelman's a machine beast. He catches so many balls a year. You have Nikhil Harry, um, James White, you know, one of the most under underrated backs in the league. He doesn't run it. He just sits out there, you know, yeah, yeah. the Brady dump off special. And then I have the Dolphins going seven and nine. I think that Tua will start after a bye week. Um, I think if they, it wouldn't be worthwhile just to push Tua out there. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can get the, job done with what they put around him he runs a the defense isn't it's going to be a lot of points on the board and I think I don't know he'll just have to air out the ball a lot and then I have the Jets going on 16. Well I have the Bills going 10 and 6 to win the AFC East I think Josh Allen is really good when it comes to season play but just like Paul Paul George in the playoffs they he falls apart I would just say that gets disoriented, too much hype around them, big arm, mm -hmm. you know, but I just feel like I don't know what they have to do for him to snap into it. But if he doesn't change the way that he plays in playoffs, they'll always be like the first game in for playoffs is when they'll get kicked out. But, I mean, they have plenty of good players. I mean, you choose like any wide receiver on the Bills team, I feel like like even off of waivers for like fantasy – you could like score big time because they, like I said, they got, uh, was it Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, and then John Brown. Any of those guys could be breakouts, especially when you have a guy with a big arm. And then Audie was talking about Zach Moss. You could get Devin Singletary. 
a lot of good guys on that team. And just like Riley was saying about Tredavious, it's Tredavious White, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, like, hasn't let up a touchdown that whole season. That's insane. And he's gone up against some really good wide receivers. Right, right. So, and then in second, I have the Patriots going nine and seven. Just like Ozzy said, you can't count out Bill Belichick. He's been in this system for too long. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he has literally every playbook memorized. <laughs> just off of having just straight up Bill Belichick, I could just see him like them winning like five games and then Cam Newton, I feel like he's going to be a very underrated player. And he has some, I feel like Cam Newton's like always had a chip on his shoulder. And so he's already got that chip again. I feel like there's a point in his career where he was at the top and at the peak and he kind of settled and then he became very mediocre. And now that he's at the bottom having to claw his way out, I feel like he's going to have a really good year, especially having uh, Neil Harry on his team Julian Edelman, Sony Michelle, <clears throat> James White, all those good players. I feel like Cam Newton. Cam Newton's always done good with mobile running backs. And so I have the Patriots going nine and seven. And then behind them, I have the Dolphins going six and ten. I just feel like they just don't really have any wide receivers outside of their tight end. I mean, they have Chris Conley at wide receiver. He's really fast. And then they do they they don't have Devontae, they have Devontae Parker. Yeah, they have Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, um, Preston yeah, Williams. Grant. So they have a lot of speed, but not a lot of height. And right. I don't know how that fends well with uh, was it Fitzmagic's arm, you know, because he had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He had some towers that he was throwing to. So right. we'll see how that fends out for the Dolphins. Then I have the Jets actually going 5-11. I actually had them going 7-9. and nine. And then I was like, uh, uh, I'm going to bump that down to 5-11. and 11. Yeah, but I I've actually looked at some statistics and a lot of people think this is going to be Le'Veon Bell's year to go off because he came out with a comment saying like, oh yeah, me and Adam Gase are good friends. Nah. And I was like, Adam well, Gase I sure hope. So. There's been there's been so many bad reports out on Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't start. Yeah, I mean, there has just been a lot of reports that. Adam Gase wanted to trade away Le'Veon Bell when they first got him because they paid him way too much money because he has not given any type of production for the Jets like he did the Steelers. And so I heard he got heavy too. Yeah, he got he got thick. He's a thick boy now. He's a fat boy. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I have in in this order I have the Bills taking the division at ten and six. I have the Patriots coming in second. With uh nine and seven dolphins, six and ten, and then I have the Jets at five and eleven. And I just like Riley said, I don't I just think Sam Darnold is just just I so think he's straight up trash. But I I also think with Sam Darnold, he hasn't had the greatest wide receivers. It doesn't matter, dude. Mm, so I, I feel like good wide receivers matter because when you have wide receiver like his best wide receiver is Robbie Anderson, and he did good with Robbie Anderson. And they traded him away. He's and okay. now you see him last year, bro. Threw four interceptions. Yeah, but outside outside of Robbie Anderson, he had no one to throw to. He had Jameson so, Crowder and Yeah, but I, I don't even think Crowder was lived up to the hype that he was. But I just think Rob, Robbie Anderson is a very good wide receiver. And when you give someone like Sam Darnold that type of wide receiver, he could do good. So I feel like, you know, you could say that with any quarterback, they'll give him good enough wide receivers, he'll be good. But it's like I feel like you got to give him like a decent wide receiver 
Elias and a bunch of wide receiver threes on your team. Dude, there's been so many coach firings and the, on the Jets that it's like the next – it's like blame the coach, blame the coach, blame the coach, and they're like, oh, it's actually the quarterback. The quarterback yeah. sucks the whole time. Todd yeah. Bowles will always be my favorite coach. Yeah, I love bro. Todd Bowles. Yeah. But, okay, Riley, we'll uh, – uh, we'll start with you. Who do you think is going to be the best quarterback in this division? Well, like I said, I was going to pick Tua, but Tua not starting does change my mind a slight bit. Um, if Tua did start from the beginning, say week one, say they pull him literally halfway through the week one game, you think he'll be the best quarterback? Even above Josh Allen? If they pull him, obviously not, but I'm saying if they started Tua, I think I would have picked Tua, which is what I had before they, they made the announcement <laughs> that they start Fitzpatrick. So I'll just okay. have the default and say it's Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen's got obviously the best arm in the league, according to Madden. And I think, I think honestly, Josh Allen could throw farther than Mahomes. Um, Josh Allen's not the most accurate quarterback. I think Mahomes obviously much more accurate. But Josh Allen, um, for his age, he's done a really good job. He's gotten to the Bills to the playoffs once already. Uh, obviously, as Gabe talked about, he played pretty pathetically in the playoff game. But um, I think he, if he can really um, – fix his mindset when it comes to playoff games he can be a really special talent he's got the weapons this year he's built really big obviously I don't think a lot of people understand that he led the league in rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks that's crazy he's such a big guy and it's you know you yeah. think it'd be Lamar Jackson or somebody like that and of course it's him so I think yeah. Josh Allen's one of the best multi-dimensional uh, quarterbacks in the league um, mm -hmm. he can be really special he just needs to clean it up when it comes to the playoffs he's a solid guy though so I'd pick Josh only because two is not starting week one yeah okay yeah that's like me too i i'm a i'm a josh allen believer i think that just uh you know with the draft around the corner and everything him just his fantasy upside his rushing ability and his ability to pass the ball uh get red zone looks all the time i don't know yeah. i think he's pretty valuable the first part of the bill's schedule is so easy like, I think it's like the first six or seven games. Those are easy dubs, I feel like, um, and for them and the rest of their schedule, it's tough. So it's going to see, like, he's going to need to progress game after game after game. If he starts getting worse towards the middle of the season, I'm going to be concerned for him. Um, I, think he, I think he can do it, though. So mind you What do you guys call. think the over-under is for his yards? Say, like, 3,500, do you think he's going to be over or under that? All purpose? No, 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 just just uh throwing. Just oh, passing, yeah. I think he'll go over. Yeah. Over? Yeah. I think with Stefan Diggs and uh having two running backs that can catch and Moss and Singletary, uh -huh. I think he'll well, having more wide receivers to throw to, do you think he's gonna throw more picks than he did last year? No. I think I think his numbers are gonna get better. I think that he'll still be labeled as inaccurate and sporadic at, at uh -huh. times, but I think that's part of his game too. I think you they, think over 25 touchdowns? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. I think that's about a good number is 25. And then you think double digits dude. for interceptions? I think he'll throw about 10 or 11 picks. I, I think he'll throw like 12, 12 picks. 25 to 10. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, think, I, think, I think that he'll like rush and throw for, I think, 30 plus TDs for sure. Right. The thing about Allen, too, is that he actually doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. I know last year he didn't throw. He's not a huge volume thrower, but he threw only seven interceptions last year, which is really good. 
yeah. for a quarterback. But yeah. I think with like Gabe said, with when you have better receivers, you're throwing more. And I think he'll throw like Audi said yeah. between twelve ten and twelve interceptions somewhere around there. Okay. Who do you think is gonna be the main wide receiver? I know Diggs is a huge yeah. role, but do you think he's still gonna be able to take over that role? Or do you think since yeah. John Brown's been in the system, John Josh Allen's more comfortable with John Brown. Diggs. It'll be Diggs. It'll be Diggs. Yeah. Diggs okay. could go to any team in the NFL and be an impact right away. He's a uh, he's a I don't know he's just smart smart football player yeah I think yeah. he's a great football player for sure but Brown would compliment him really well as well so it's a good thing. yeah John Brown's always been a great slot wide receiver even a number one when he was there he was yeah. still really good whenever a thousand he's just, he's got there's a top there's a top, top 10 duo in the NFL for sure well Back my uh quarterback for the AFC East is Cam Newton okay and I think uh Cam Newton like I said most of his career because he went to JUCO, then he went to Auburn and people always doubted him saying he wasn't good. And then he went to the Panthers and they still said he wasn't good. He lost to um, the Broncos in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. They still said he wasn't good, even though it's like most players don't make it to the Super Bowl. It's very hard to make it there. And they just have never given him credit when credit was due. And so I feel like, he's in that same situation where he's having to crawl out of this pit. Not that he put himself in. He kind of did just because he felt like he was a king. He was dressing all crazy. And he just now is crawling out of that deep pit of, I need to prove myself because I mean, he took the veteran minimum, you know, he, he uh, took, what was it? Like 500,000. Now it's like 630 or something. Yeah. Something like, crazy like Marcus Mariota is taking significantly more and he's on injury reserve so which is ridiculous yeah and so I feel like Cam is just gonna go I think he's gonna go crazy this year I think he's gonna have a really good year I don't think he'll put up his numbers as he did when he was in Super Bowl 50 but I think he'll come pretty close to it I think the over under for his yards I think he'll have like 3,700 yards and I think he'll have like Maybe like 250, 300 rushing yards. I don't think he'll run the ball. I think he'll have 4,000 all-purpose. That line's so good that he's going to be like, oh, he's used my cannon. Yeah, and plus, in Bill Belichick's system, um, we know him as the quarterback guru. And so, you know, having Cam Newton and then him showing him the system of being a good quarterback, I think uh, Bill Belichick's going to do really well with him. But I feel like, at the same time, Bill Belichick's never had a mobile quarterback. And so I feel like that's been a challenge for him to make Cam Newton pass first, run second. And so I feel like Cam Newton's going to do really good this year. But, you know, it's a toss-up. I, I was stuck between Josh Allen and Cam Newton. But I feel like Cam Newton's going to do good this year, especially because he's a seasoned veteran. Nice. But uh, for tight end, who do you guys think is going to be the best tight end? I went with Dawson Knox. Oh, bro. Buffalo Bills. Um, I just – I couldn't bring myself to say it was Gasicki. I like Gasicki a lot. But Dawson Knox, man, he, he looked good last year. I know he only had about, about 400 yards and only a couple of touchdowns. But I think Allen's really going to rely on him this year. Um, he's a big guy. He's six foot five. He's a pretty good blocker, a great receiver big guy um he has great hands he he didn't get a lot of attention last year as a rookie tight end that i thought he should have 
Um, and I think in the best passing offense in this division, he'll do really well, especially when people are having all this attention towards Stefan and Cole and, uh, and John Brown. He's going to get a lot of targets, I think. I got Dawson Knox probably getting about 800 or 900 yards, six, seven touchdowns. I think it's the best one in the division. Wow. Wait, yeah, you so, said how many yards and how many touchdowns? About 900 yards, about six or seven touchdowns. Dang. Wow. Okay. Crazy. Baller. Um, nice. So something crazy, like all the fuss in like this league has been about Gasicki on the Dolphins, and I, I just don't get it with the, the Gasicki thing going on there. He's not athletic. He hasn't done anything, and I don't think that he will. In the, he's, I, I just don't think unathletic tight ends do good in the NFL. So, and my picks with Dawson Knox, and I'm not only saying like he's a good tight end just because of like his playmaking ability, but something about Dawson Knox is that he like sells out on every play, every play he's blocking, he's running somebody over, he's getting up, still running down the field. He's crazy. Like he plays like an absolute madman. He plays like he like was trying if he didn't make the team last year if he didn't get in he would die or something he plays hard so um last year he had a 90 percent catch rate and then he was the number third tight end in yards per reception which is means his play making ability is there so i, I think he is going to have a big year i don't know if i'm on the hype train with you saying that he's going to get 800 plus yards but i think he's going to make a huge huge impact for the bills he's got heart yeah he <laughs> definitely has heart it's fun to watch. I think Mike Gesicki did pretty good last year. Yeah, he had a good year. Uh, yeah. I just so, I don't I agree with Audi in the respect that I don't get the hype train that he's gonna be like some amazing like a pop five, five tight end or something. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't get that. But I think he's a good he's gonna be good waivers tight end. I feel like for the times that your tight end is on uh bye week, he'll be a good pickup if someone doesn't get him, or he could be a good late round tight end to pick up. Yeah, I mean, on your bench, but I mean, I he had like 600, he had 600 yards last year, averaged 11 yards a catch, mm-hmm. five touchdowns. I just, I, I don't know, bro. I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see what's up with it. I, I see him as like, that's the best he'll ever be. Ever. Also, uh, well, my tight end is actually Mike Gesicki. <laughs> and I think he's going to be really good and he's got good hands and Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to throw the deep ball and I think Mike Gesicki is a fast tight end that can go deep and he's a big boy and I actually think he's pretty athletic I mean you have to be athletic enough to be in the NFL so and tight ends these nowadays are not just blocking tight ends you have to be a multifaceted tight end you got to block and you have to run and so they see it enough in him to make him the starting tight end and being able to catch the ball well so I, I think Mike Gesicki is going to do good this year. I think he's going to have a good – I think he's going to break his season record of 570 yards. I think he's going to uh, – I think he'll reach around like 750, 800 yards with, I think, five touchdowns. I think he'll do really good. And I I think Knox – Knox is also a really good tight end. I mean, when you have a last name like Knox, you've got to be a tough dude. <laughs> and so <laughs> – and so I would definitely have to say Mike Gesicki is going to do really well this year, and I would definitely pick him up on fantasy if Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, and Zach Ertz aren't on the board, obviously. Well, it's but, kind of funny because he's probably going before them based off of, like, what – No, no way. If the, he's going before them, people who say not that – Not Darren Waller. Not about football. So, 
Yeah, I would definitely have to pick the tight end. But uh, what do you guys think for wide receiver, Riley? Who do you think? I feel like we're all like on the same boat. I mean, I could I be wrong, know. but I I don't think you guys are on the same page. Maybe uh, I'm going to go okay. with uh, Louisville's finest, Devontae Parker. Oh, um, what? He, big guy, six foot three, towers over most corners out there. Big guy. He almost, I think. If I'm wrong, he had a thousand yards last year. He was a great uh, receiver. Um, he was see. Ryan Fitzpatrick's uh, best friend because Fitzpatrick just throws it all over the field, and Devontae Parker can go get a lot of those balls. Yeah, twelve hundred yards, uh, average sixteen yards a catch, and nine yeah, touchdowns. Exactly. Like he's he's a big athletic freak. He, in my opinion, he's just as talented as Mike Evans. I think they're just in different um, different situations. Uh, Fitzpatrick and him really got along well because Fitzpatrick, like I said, will throw it deep, throw it anywhere, and he'll throw it up. And Devontae Parker will come down with it. He was the only player to score a touchdown against the defensive player of the year, Stephon Gilmore, last year. He roasted him, too. Seven catches, 136 against Stephon Gilmore. That's hard to do. Uh, Super athletic freak. I don't like – the reason I think um, I didn't pick Stephon Diggs is I think Stephon Diggs is a diva. I think if things don't go his way, he starts to pout, especially like with Adam Thielen the last two years, he just starts to pout if he doesn't get the ball, which yeah. I can, I can respect. Cause I get it. Like you think you're all that. And maybe he's a really good receiver, obviously, but I like Devonte Parker's attitude. He's um, he's all about um, the team and helping them win. And he's, he's an amazing receiver. I'll pick him for sure. Go for it. All right. So my uh, wide receiver is definitely different than, both of your guys and it's not Stefan Diggs for me it's Mr. Julian Edelman so last last year before anything, <laughs> let me tell you something last year for Julian Edelman he no but there was no talk around Julian Edelman he had a hunt he saw 154 targets last year and he had the worst wide receiver year he's had ever in his career with drops but it was still a sneaky good season you know, he was the number he was the number six ranked wide receiver for drops. He had a catch rate of 64%. So I think with Cam there and how they're gonna move the ball and the different looks, I think it's another consistent season for Julian Edelman. How many I yards did he get? What? How many yards did Julian Edelman get? Um, somebody look it up. I think he had oh. a thousand yard season. But he had he had a crazy amount of drops. He holds on to some of those balls. He's, he's a top five wide receiver last year. So I don't know for that. I know you guys are saying, oh, he's old. He's washed up. He's this, he's that. I, I don't see it every single year. Julian Edelman proves himself to everybody again and again and again and again. Cam Newton loves to target the slot. He loves to target the little routes. He likes, likes to dump it off. I think that you're going to see a lot of different looks for Julian Edelman. So yeah, Julian see, I, Edelman got 1,117 yards yeah. and six touchdowns. Yeah. See, I believe the opposite. I don't think Cam Newton's a good fit for Julian Edelman. Tom Brady had like the little soft touch accuracy wise to dump it down to Edelman. That's why he got targeted 150 times. Cam yeah. Newton's more of a, you know, um, throw a strike 30 yards to whoever and oh. throw it deep. I don't think Edelman's really all about that. Cam Newton Cam has never really remade. had a receiver. Cam, Cam Newton is remade. If you would have asked me, Two years ago, if Cam Newton would have signed for whatever it is, $630,000, I would have said, <laughs> yeah, you're crazy, but he did it. He's, he's a new 
quarterback. He's there to win. He went to the Patriots for a reason. I think that you're going to see a, a new version, a system quarterback of Cam Newton. That's crazy. If, if you don't think that, then I don't think he would be starting week one and Belichick would be so high on him right now. Well, Jared Stidham sucks, so I think he could have started over most people. Jared Stidham literally is a high school quarterback. Yeah. I could go down the street to Mesa and pick out a quarterback better than Jared Stidham. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I could Gabe, call you go Shane McLeod. Shane McLeod. Be better than Jared Stidham. Well, right, my wide receiver is easy. It's Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs is just a great, <laughs> a great route runner. And you're not a diva when you're one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Antonio Brown it's was a diva, right? Facts. Yeah, and he was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You just said you're not if you're one of the best. All, hey, no, I hey, said you yeah. can be a diva if you are the best wide receiver hey. in the NFL. Just like with the all-decade team, guess who was on it? Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Larry Fitzgerald. Only one diva there. <laughs> yeah, but he has reason to be a diva because he is a great wide receiver. When you're, when you're that great, you can act up how you want because no one's going to tell you different. And you, he still produces. If he didn't produce That's and he dumb. was a diva, it wouldn't make sense. Just like how Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is a diva. No, he's not. Yes, he is. So the thing is, though, he's is not. the thing about Stephon Diggs is he's going to a team that has John Brown, a mobile quarterback, two running backs. They run the ball a ton. Um, they're going to dump the ball. I think that you're going to see a regression in his yards. Uh, well, they also they had Case Keenum. They had uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And they had Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins would run, and so would Teddy Bridgewater, and so would Case Keenum. I mean, Case Keenum doesn't run. Case Keenum's not that fast. He could roll out and slide if he needed Not one of those three quarterbacks runs as much as Josh Allen. Teddy Bridgewater, no. Josh Allen's really fast, but they are. Teddy Bridgewater was a mobile quarterback. No, he wasn't. He was always. He for sure was. He wasn't, Gabe. Go look it up. He's never rushed for over 200 yards. Mm, all right. Anyway, I think it's going to be Stefan Diggs because no, Gabe, your opinion's wrong. <laughs> yeah, apparently so because I'm just getting cornered right now. I know. Okay. Well, I definitely think uh, Stefan Diggs is going to be the best wide receiver in the AFC East, and I don't think it's close. I don't think Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman, literally is going to be in a wheelchair halfway through the season because he's going to. Sure. Make- I bet you that Julian. Edelman ends up with more catches than Stephon Diggs. Well, I that's cool. That. He only, if he catches 100 passes and he only makes one yard on those passes, that means he only has 100 yards. <laughs> that's a way to look at it. I, actually, I agree with Adi for sure. Yeah, I agree with Adi for sure. I think Edelman will definitely have more catches. Yeah, but at the same time, with, with Edelman, Edelman, they just did a little bubble routes. No, but yeah, but Stephon will be better for sure. Stephon will have more yards oh, because sure. he'll go deep. But he'll have less catches, just like Julio Jones doesn't have a lot of catches. Right. I mean, he has a good amount of catches. That's why Julio Jones will usually like beat Thomas, but Thomas will have like 50 more catches just because. Yeah. Jabriz doesn't throw Julio Jones long, can so. run 50 yards down the field and still catch I, the ball. I, I bet you Julian Edelman ends up with more TDs and more catches. All right. So for running back, who do you guys think is going to be the best running back in the AFC East? I'm going to allude to something that Audie talked about earlier, and I'm going to pick. Zach Moss, Zach Moss out of Utah, University of Utah. I loved Zach Moss at University of Utah. My, uh, my mom went to University of Utah, so I always like to follow the Utes. And he is a monster. 
Um, I think he was the best dual threat um, running back in the in college the college class for sure. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, is slightly a better receiver, but I think Zach Moss just overall as a runner and receiver is better. Um, I think, yeah, him and Devin Singletary will split carries and split touches, but I think ultimately they're going to see that Zach Moss is more valuable as a runner than Devin Singletary is. I think Dawson Knox – or, sorry, uh, Zach Moss will have 1,200 all-purpose yards this year and about six or seven touchdowns. I think he's just the best. I don't like Le'Veon Bell, as I said. I think they're behind a bad offensive line, bad offense. Uh, James White's nothing more than a receiver. Oh, yeah, man. Jordan Howard. I mean, yeah. Jordan Howard's nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I'd go with uh, Zach Moss for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that this was a tough one to, to me just because there's not a, pr- a ton of proof and ta- talent here just besides, I don't know, just football, I guess, fantasy numbers. And mine's on James White. Um, last year, you saw 44% of the snap shares. I think that Sony Michelle just saw such a decline in his involvement in the Patriots. He didn't rush for over a thousand yards last season. Mm-hmm. So, and he was second, he was the second running back in yards per target. And then he's a, he, yeah, people, I think he's labeled as a one dimensional back, but I think how the Patriots just cam taking, you know, snaps out of a shotgun and him just being there in the backfield, I think he's going to be a three down back. So I think he's going to see a lot of work. He's going to, get a lot more touches I think carrying the ball um and he's he's just such an underrated player so that's that's very true I mean Sony Michelle did pretty good last year though yeah but he just like he was like he had like 900 yards middle run the ball ball up the middle run the ball yeah but he was he was averaging like really low yards per carry because he just gets stuffed in the backfield and he just doesn't look he doesn't I mean he had over 250 attempts for like he didn't look how how good he looked his rookie year yeah he looked like crazy explosive he was just like nothing was special he didn't have any crazy like breaks or anything like that yeah i mean yeah i'm looking at his attempts and attempts this last year was 247 and the year before was 209 and he had a lot more yards his first year than his second year so i don't know i just don't think he's gonna stay healthy i just see james white just kind of taking over so okay yeah so you said james white yes sir dang okay How long has James White been on that team? I feel like he's been there for a while. You know, like dude, he's still years. underrated. Like every every like that was Brady, one of Brady's biggest weapons. He's never gotten credit. He was never. a second year player when he won that Super Bowl against the Falcons with the game winning yeah. touchdown. He's like a second year player. He's a good yeah. player. Yeah, he is. That was, That's crazy to think about that game, the Falcons versus the <laughs> New England Patriots. That that doesn't feel that long ago. <laughs> I, I thought James White right. might have won Super Bowl. I should have won Super Bowl MVP, honestly. Yeah, dude, I, I, I kind of thought he should have. But whatever. yeah, hundred percent. So you know, my running back is Devin Singletary, and I don't think he'll have a lot of yards per se, but I think he'll have a lot of touchdowns since they have Zach Moss now. I feel like Zach Moss will be that good uh, guy to get those yards, probably like that first, second down uh, running back, and then. I think Devin Singletary will be that third, fourth, and goal line. And so I feel like this year for sure, I would definitely pick him up on fantasy to be a good goal line. I feel like he'll be like Mark Ingram. Just like last year, how Mark Ingram got – he got like a decent amount of – I mean, Mark Ingram also got a lot of yards, but I feel like when he was with the Saints, he was a – he was a – whatchamacallit, goal line, and he was just a heavy set running back. So I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Devin Singletary. He's just a huge milk dud. He's just a big old guy that can roll down the hill. And I feel like 
they're going to use him a lot on goal line and just to get those fourth and ones. And I feel like he's just going to be a good, reliable running back this year, even though he this will be his sophomore year. I think he'll make a huge jump from last year. I think, yeah, something about that. I just think that to start the year, it's probably going to be like 60-40 uh, Devin Singletary. I think by like week three or four, it's going to be. Yeah, like, I think Zach Moss will definitely. But I definitely feel like they'll still use Devin Singletary for those key moments in the game. For yeah. But uh for defense, what do you guys think? Who do you guys think is gonna have the best defense? You could go defensive player or defensive team. I I for sure think the Patriots have the best defense in this division still. For sure. Bill yeah. Belichick's obviously the best defensive mind in the league. And obviously, technically, he's never the coordinator, but he's the mastermind behind all the schemes and everything. Yeah. Um, and they obviously have the reigning defensive player of the year, who this one's a little uncreative, but I still think he's the best defensive player in the division as well, Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think there's only yeah. maybe three or four true shutdown corners in the league right now, and he's definitely one of them. Um, man-to-man zone he does well in a lot of situations the only thing he can get beaten by is like the little speedy running or receivers but he usually gets paired up against the big receivers and he shuts them out of the game usually you saw that game against the Cowboys last year Amari Cooper was pouting on the sideline because he couldn't catch a pass (laughs) and um Stephon Gilmore can shut down any receiver and like I said he only allowed one touchdown last year to Devontae Parker as I was talking about so obviously a shutdown corner um I think he's still the best cornerback in the league by uh, by far, and he definitely be my pick to be best defensive player in this division. Yeah, so I'm I'm the same way, and just something to go crazy off of the Stephon Gilmore thing. All last year, all the whole entire last year, Stephon Gilmore only gave gave up point two two of a fantasy point at, on average all, on all sixteen of his games. Point two two. Not he didn't give up a fantasy point average out of all those games. Dang. How crazy is that? That's like lockdown. Does that like that factors in like his interceptions, right? Because those would be like negative points against yeah. it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that doesn't make so any sense. That's but crazy. Yeah. yeah. To average like 0.22 a fantasy like for, for the whole year. That's crazy. But yeah. So I, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is obviously elite. Yeah. So definitely. The Patriots and Stephon Gilmore, no doubt. I don't care if they lost Devontae Hightower and whoever else opted out. It's Belichick. They lost defense. a lot of guys. Yeah. They they could definitely find like another guy just like straight up off the streets. It's like an army, dude. It's like a little army over there. It's like in Lord of the Rings, those like little mud monsters that just come out of the mud. Tom Brady died. Okay, Stidham, you're up. All right, Tom Brady point two point oh. Come on up. Take him out of the cryo chamber. <laughs> Brian Hoyer comes out looking like Caillou and he's just like, I don't know. How you? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, doesn't even speak English, just in low growls. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's the same. Patriots, Vaughn Gilmore, nothing crazy here. I just, I mean, the, the, I feel like it's really close though with this year just because I really like, uh, what is it? The Bills defense. And Audie has raved about the Bills defense for a really long time. And I forget one of their linebackers. I forget. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Lorenzo Alexander? Uh, no, no, no. Not Lorenzo Alexander. Terrell Edmonds. Huh? Oh, Terrell Edmonds. Yes, yeah. Terrell Edmonds. Or um, not Terrell. That's the safety. That's his brother. Um, Trey Edmonds, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the Edmund brothers. Yeah, but I remember when the Edmonds got drafted, Audie's like, yeah, this guy's legit. And was just like raving about the Bills defense. I was like, yeah, but they still suck though. And then after they got Edmonds and they started making trades, they like got really good really quick. Yeah. And so I, I definitely really like the Bills defense. I feel like you can't go wrong with Bills, like for fantasy especially, you can't go wrong with the Bills or the Patriots defense for sure. I think like athletically, the Bills defense can keep up with any NFL offense. I'm not saying that they could yeah. shut somebody out. I'm not saying yeah, they could the Raven, Ravens or yeah, Tredavious, the Chiefs, but I think they would put up a crazy battle for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely gonna definitely just two really good stack defenses. Yeah, but yeah, well. I have an alternative question for you guys. Oh, for the coach, I, I think we're all. Oh the yeah, same, I keep right? forgetting about the coach. <laughs> I think we're all the same though, right? Bill Belichick all yeah, the way around. Bill yeah, I would yeah. assume so. We're not even gonna know. give it any. You, no, I said Adam Gase. Sure. Oh, okay, Adam <laughs> I Gase would walk off this podcast. Yeah, coke addiction. <laughs> I think he's the worst. I think he's the worst coach in the league. All right. Yeah, he, but, uh, he's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. You know who I think I hope really does good is the Dolphins coach. I love Brian Flores too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Brian, Brian Flores and Sean McDermott are he, solid coaches. He's got heart. He's got heart, bro. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that coach. You know, he may not be the best, but he's definitely always had a good attitude, and he always treats you can his tell team as if like it. it's a zero-zero. Like, yeah, they have zero wins, zero losses. It's like the beginning of the season. The way they started out last good. year was so bad, and he yeah. really like got them to turn around and like. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. They won five games just based off of his coaching, I think. No, yeah, I, like, I definitely think I like if you're going off of, like, true appreciation for coaching, I would definitely go with Brian Flores. Right. True. Yeah. But, but anyway, Gabe, hit us with that alternative question. Yeah, so if, if you guys had to choose one dessert for the rest of your life that you would have to go with, uh, what would it be? I think if I had to guess Riley's. What is it? What I, would you guess? Uh... I feel like you would have like something kind of basic, but still good, like apple pie. I feel like apple pie with vanilla ice cream. That is really good, but um, Pazuki. And I know Audis. Audis is cheesecake all the way. No, I pick Pazuki. What? No. Or I think it may be Angel Food Cake with strawberries. <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those two. I knew it was either cheesecake not, or yeah, not, not strawberry, strawberry ice cream, but same thing. Yeah. 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 Fire, fire. It would be yeah. Pazookies. I couldn't, I don't think I could Ooh. do that, bro. A peanut butter. What's Pazookie? A peanut butter um, Pazookie without See, without the only thing is with the peanut butter Pazookie is I don't like peanuts. Like, I don't like them. Like, I don't either, bro. I'm not like a fan. If, it, if they took the peanuts out, it'd be, it'd be solid. I love like, it. The peanuts for me ruin it. I like the Oreo one, though. The Oreo one smacks. Fire. Yeah. I think either that or, like you said, honestly, um, Dutch apple pie with ice cream was fire. Oh. I don't know if I can live without that. Wait, is, uh, is the Dutch apple pie the one with, like, the, the flat top? Or no, the one with the, the crumb. Yeah. Ah, see, I'm not a crumb guy. I like the flat top. Wait, what's but, yours? What's huh? up? What's Gabe's? Oh, yeah, try to, t- try to guess mine. What do you guys think mine is? Um... <laughs> I feel like yours is gonna be something super basic that I'm just gonna be pissed. I'm off. like vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it's gonna be something like that. It's gonna piss me off. I would, I would say apple pie with ice cream, maybe. Okay. I, I, I think, know. I think Gabe's more of a pumpkin pie guy. Really? I mean, I am a huge pie guy, but I mean, if we're going specific, 
something that me and my brother have craved for a really long time and we need to go out there is the cake shakes. The cake shakes at Portillo's are just literally at, like I'm thinking about it right now and I'm like salivating. Like I yeah, like honestly, bro, if I got sponsored by Portillo's two weeks in, I'd put on at least fifty pounds. <laughs> no question. It was either that or it was definitely like oh man, I don't know. I would definitely have to go with like apple pie with vanilla ice cream. But uh anyway, uh thank you guys again for listening into our podcast let us know what your guys's favorite dessert is in the comments but uh yeah thank you for listening to the afc east we'll be covering the afc west uh soon and just let us know what you would like us to cover next and we really appreciate your guys's feedback and thank you for listening have a great night morning and day